Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kim Cusack, and today I have a huge special guest. Growing up, I listened to a lot of music from the Monkees, the Beatles, Chicago, the Buckinghams. Joining me today is the legendary and talented original lead singer and guitarist from the Buckinghams, Carl Giammarisi. How are you doing today, Carl? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. You know, it's uh, nice to be here in Scottsdale. And you're on the Happy Together Tour. Right. What is this yes. experience like for you? Well, it's it's always a thrill to be a part of the tour. I mean, the Buckinghams, Nick Fortuna and I have been uh, part of the Happy Together Tour uh, several times. I mean, we we were on, we, well, there was the original Happy Together Tour in 1985 that we uh, performed on, and then uh, they uh, brought it back out again in 2010. Uh, you know, it's a thrill to be on it because uh, we play such wonderful venues and the, the audiences are just so receptive and um, excited to hear these songs again and and uh, I mean you know we're six acts on the show and, and that's a lot of hits so uh, everybody has such a good time and that's that's what's uh, makes it special you know that the audience is so enthusiastic so uh, yeah we're just really thrilled to be a part of it again so the Buckingham's music had such an influence during the time of the war, the draft, the British invasion. How are you looping that from the beginning of those times to today's political and social arena? Well, you know, there always seems to be some uh, uh, some instability, I guess you could call it, or some uh, uh, something going on that, uh, you know, that people are at odds with each other, or especially when it comes to politics, you know. But of course, back in back in the day when we were making hits in '67, uh, you know, the, the, there was the Vietnam War was starting to heat up, and and, uh, and politics here, and there was a lot of protest going on, and you know, uns- just a lot of unsettled. And I think the you you know it was kind of youth driven back then too, and you know, us baby boomers were. Uh, still uh, pretty young, you know, we were basically teenagers, you know, and uh, so that that was going on. Of course, now you've got, uh, you know, a a political situation that's, um, there's a lot of uh, dissension between the parties, and and, uh, and I'm not saying this hasn't happened before, it certainly has, but uh, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, unrest when it comes to that now between uh, uh, our two parties, you know, but you know those, those things go on and on, and they, they work themselves out. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we're just so fortunate to still have the the baby boomer audience that supports our music and and goes along with us, and uh, and uh, so uh, you know goes along with wanting to hear our music is what I meant. You know, thank God for that because otherwise I'd be out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's great to, to uh, still be performing uh, at this level, you know. Buckingham's had so many great hit songs. Uh, kind of drag, Mercy, 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 uh, Susan. Yeah, it was it was a great time to uh, make music too. Uh, what was going on, and 
of course we were we were um, heavily influenced by uh, the Beatles and and the Stones and you know a lot of the music that was going on at the time and uh, they were just such great songs and, and um, uh, our audience was so responsive to to those songs you know and and they have um, been pretty much dedicated to our music and after all these years haven't given up on us so that's always a good thing and they still want to hear these songs and but I, like I said we were influenced by especially the Beatles I mean it was uh, my biggest influence back in the day um, you know they they were just doing such fantastic things and you mentioned some of our hits and it was a thrill for us to see our songs on the charts alongside groups like the Beatles and the Stones and uh, James Brown and you name it. You know, the charts back then were different than they are today. They're, they're, things are a little more categorized, I think, and it was pretty eclectic back then. You know, you'd, you'd hear, um, you know, you might, the number one record in the country might be a Rolling Stones song, and the number two song might be something by Frank Sinatra. You know, I mean, it was just, uh, hit songs were hit songs. It didn't matter so much what the genre was. It was more just uh, whatever people were buying and what they liked, and so we were all sort of thrown in together uh, on, the, on the charts, you know, which made it kind of interesting. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You mentioned the Beatles. Have you seen the movie Yesterday? No, I have not, but I have certainly heard a lot about it, and, it, and it's kind of funny that I, I was telling somebody the other day that... Uh, that I uh, I imagined, you know, myself writing, you know, you, you listen to all these great, great Beatles songs, and I said, what if nobody ever heard these songs but you, and you came out with uh, writing these songs uh, one by one and releasing them, and, uh, you know, uh, what, what would that be like? Would they still be hits, you know, would they... Because they're such great, great songs, you know. And uh, and then this movie comes out, which is kind of that. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing that's kind of what the premise is, you know. Yeah. Uh, what it's about. I think he was he was uh, playing around with Hey Jude. Yeah. And somebody who was with said, uh, "Well, I don't know, man. Maybe you should call it Hey Dude." Yeah. And that's uh, <laughs> kind of funny, but. Uh, uh, you know, it sounds like it would be a real fun movie to see. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm definitely I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Another good Beatles-inspired movie is the movie Across the Universe. Don't know if you've seen yeah. that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I haven't seen that. It is great. If you want to really learn about the Beatles, and uh, uh, particularly their, their recording, uh, their, their, their years in the studio and what was going on, there's a book out called Here, There, and Everywhere by, uh, I think it's Jeffrey Emmerich, if that's how you'd say. That was their engineer, one of their engineers back in, in London who did a lot of their, most of their recording with them. And uh, it was pretty pretty interesting book. It gives you a really inside view of them in the studio and uh, what they went through. But, um, you know, I read that uh, some time ago. So I, it's, uh, if you're a Beatle fan, it's like a must-read. All right, definitely have to check that out as well. Um, but yeah, with the uh, Cross Universe, every character in the movie was named after a, either a Beatles song or a lyric 
from a Beatles song. So it's pretty neat. Yeah. Tell me more about your song, Just to Dream Away, which was on the first Tofano and Jim Reese album. Um, well, that was a song I wrote uh, that, um, you know, it was just kind of a positive, fun song to write, you know, and, and now you're bringing up a, a song that uh, that was that was on the first Tofano and Jim Reese album that we recorded for Lou Adler on the old records back in the... Uh, I want to say 72, if I remember, 72 or three. And, uh, you know, it, it was just a great song and we were putting a lot of emphasis on our, our uh, you know, most of the lyrics in our song, on, in our, on our songs, uh, and our songs back in, in that time period were, you know, life experiences or the way we felt or what we were thinking. And, uh, that, that was what one of them, um, you know, a situation that was going on in my life. And, and um, we were just starting to uh, come into our own with our songwriting at that time. And, uh, and we, we were lucky to uh, have worked with such a gifted engineer, I mean, um, producer, rather, uh, for old records. That was uh, Lou Adler, that is who I'm talking about. That was his label. And uh, he was our producer on that first album. And of course, Lou was uh, very famous by that point. Uh, he produced Carol King, the album Tapestry, uh, and many more of her recordings, and uh, produced the Mamas and Papas back in the day, and you know a lot of different people. So he was uh, uh, quite an icon in the business. You know, it was a great experience. Tell me more about your solo album, Living in the Moment. Well, once again, that that was. Uh, an album I recorded a few years ago, not too long ago. And um, it was a, you know, a, a project uh, of love that I, I uh, uh, you know, I'll go through different phases in my life when all of a sudden I'll become real creative for a while and start writing a bunch of songs. And uh, most of the lyrics uh, on that uh, album are my own life experiences or how I was feeling. Um, uh, you know, and um, and it gave me an opportunity to play some serious guitar, and, and you know, and of course I sang lead on all the songs, had a little help on the uh, some of the harmonies, and uh, and they had a couple other musicians with me working on that album. But uh, like I said, it um, it was a, a great uh, album to. Um, put together and uh, it was an outlet to let out some of the things I was feeling or uh, uh, at the time, you know, and, and uh, you know, for instance, the title cut is living in the moment. And uh, if you listen to the lyrics care carefully, it's something we all need to do, which is, especially when you get to this point in your life at my age, you know, and it's, it's uh, time to remind yourself that just enjoy every day live in the moment and uh which my wife uh reminds me that i don't do sometimes you know you you think about things that went on in the past or you think about the future and when you do that too much then you stop living in the moment and enjoying what you have right at, the, at this time you know so that was kind of a message of that song and um and uh, so that you know, that's that's the idea behind the album. That each each song, I won't say every song. There's a couple of them in there where you just kind of 
fantasize about certain things, but mostly uh, uh, it was, you know, there's one tune that has kind of a reggae feel on it. Uh, you know, what a time I had, you know, it, it, it talks about uh, my experiences with, uh, with the Buckinghams and, uh, you know, what we experienced back in the 60s together. We were all brothers, you know. And uh, so that was one thing. And, and uh, I'll Remember You is a song that, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, your connection with John Polis. And that was sort of my my little tribute to him. And my while thinking about him is when I wrote the, the lyrics to that. So, you know, the songs have, uh, you know, most of the songs have significant meaning to them, you know. It was, it was fun to put that together. Here is a question that is part of like Chicago history and all that and the culture. Okay, so is it against the law to put ketchup on a hot dog? Uh, it should be. Definitely, I, I agree. The law, but it, but it should be. It should be. I. I I got in trouble once for embarrassing somebody at a party who I noticed putting ketchup on their hot dog, and uh, and I and I caught caught hell from that, you know, because uh, you know that I that I had the gall to even question them and go, "What the are you doing?" You know, putting ketchup on that hot dog. Uh, I think somebody wrote a book once too. Uh, they never put ketchup on a hot dog, but. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a real Chicago tribute. You know, I mean, I, I'm partial, of course, and prejudiced. I think Chicago's got the best hot dogs in the world. Uh, there's several hot dog places uh, on the north side, and, uh, but one in particular that's actually a chain uh, is Portillo's. Yes. And I think they, there might be some out here now, but uh, they have a great hot dog and a great beef sandwich, but... Uh, yeah, you don't put, you just don't put ketchup. Come on, it doesn't go with a hot dog. You know, you can put, uh, uh, you can put mustard. You can put, preferably yellow mustard. You can put onions on it. You can put uh, jardinera or, or peppers or whatever you want, or tomato on it. Uh, but no ketchup. <laughs> it doesn't work. You yeah, know, it doesn't. that's a no-no. And it's not a Chicago dog without celery salt and the really yeah. good Chicago yeah, relish. Celery salt and pickle. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you can have you know relish too if you want, and and uh, or just a, a kosher pickle or whatever you know. Uh, the celery salt sort of uh, tops it off, you know. But um, you know now you're making me hungry. <laughs> I've been on the road. I've been away from Chicago on the Happy Together tour. Uh, haven't had much time to uh, get back there and uh, have a hot dog, you know. I will. You're a big Cubs fan. I've been a diehard Cubs fan all my life, and uh, uh, you know, a long-suffering fan, as as you know. Until 2016, we had uh, won a World Series in a hundred years. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was even before I was born. You know? <laughs> but uh, it, it was a long time. You know, it's, that's a long time. So we were thrilled. The whole city went absolutely berserk when they won. And of course, you know, it's never enough. Now we want another one. So uh, hopefully uh, the team will get it all together and uh, the pitching will hold up and we'll 
well, you know, I'm optimistic. We'll win another one. Yeah, I think it will happen. Thank you so much, Mr. Jim Reese, for joining me today, taking time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, and uh, I hope you get an opportunity to see uh, the Happy Together Tour. Yeah. I want to thank uh, all our listen, all our fans out there, because uh, without their support, we uh, certainly wouldn't be still out here doing this, so thank you. Best of luck on the Happy Together Tour. Thanks so much. Next, I'm going to play Don't You Care by the Buckinghams. I'm Kim Cusack. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Hitting the High Note. Alrighty. You take care now. Thank you.